Sisters went soon. There was Tara Green and V. Passed away that very afternoon. Now love had been put on a cross. Love had been fed on the spine. But somehow, oh God, somehow love not survived. And the day that he died, the day the dogs of peace flew over the world. Love reigned in the heart. Every man, woman, boy and girl Now love had been stepped on, put down Love had been sent off the wall But somehow, oh God, somehow love managed to adore And the day that he died The day the angels flew apart The only one that went to his Oh, no one, but no one went to his the only one that went to hate you Oh, nobody, any place, anywhere went to hate you The only one went to hate you With love Yeah, love Oh, sweet love Nobody gave a damn about hate for love Nobody said a prayer for hate for love Nobody, 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 anywhere Nobody but love We love 
Hey, everybody. Welcome to the best show. My name's Tom. I'm the host. I'm here in Los Angeles here with my buddy. Uh, what's his name again? I'm so bad with names. <laughs> Devin. What's up, Devin? Hey, Tom. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Well, thanks for doing this. And we're doing it uh, not on a Tuesday night. And we are doing uh, a tribute that's what this this episode will be is a, pretty much a tribute to uh Avalanche Bob. You know this caller Avalanche Bob the 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 he uh he's been calling the new version of the best show and he's been really uh pretty pretty much a a, a kind of a, a character that would call and do his thing his snowboard yodeling and and Talk about all his, his goals and his, his artistic, uh, dreams and all the stuff. And he really was a, a character and a, and an artist and a true original. And he died a week or so ago. And so we are going to, uh, honor Avalanche Bob tonight. And do we have, uh, the other, uh, the other side of the country? Are they there? Yeah, let's bring him up. I sure am, Are and I'm joined. Now, who's the way? First of all, who's, who is that? That's, My name is Pat. That's Pat. How are you, Pat? I'm doing great. How how uh, how are you, Tom? And and can you hear me all right? I can hear you all right, and I'm I'm good. Excellent. Well, I wanted to introduce across from me in our Jersey City studio, as always, is uh, AP Mike. Of course. How, how are you, Mike? Jeez. And I'm also low energy. By... Low energy there, huh, Mike? <laughs> well, it's a, it's, it's a. I'm in mourning. Yeah, commemorate <laughs> yeah, a friend. Yeah, sure. Pass it. Blame it on mourning. I don't buy that, but I'm going to uh, I'm going to allow it, Mike. And we and... are also here tonight with someone who personally knew Bob, who, someone who personally helped that artistic vision uh, see some light, and that is uh, Owen Klein is here. Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You uh, and I have never actually met. No, we haven't. Face to face, we've emailed. A bit, yeah. And one of the the first things you emailed me was uh, a thing saying, oh, wait, no, no, this is how it all started. Okay. A guy named Avalanche Bob started calling the show. And then he was like a character on the show. And people were just like, where on earth did this guy come from? And then I was working with your sister, right? right? Your sister who, um, her name is Greta and she's a rock star, right? Yeah. And she, um, is in a band called Frankie Cosmos. Which is also her name. What's that? I guess that's also her name. I don't know. Sure. Or I guess she's, I don't know, she's Frankie Cosmos as well. I yeah, guess. I okay, know. sure. Whatever. She's Frankie Cosmos and the, yes. The band is also, yeah, whatever. Yes, exactly. So then she's. Uh, she said to me, hey, I just want to, uh, as we were getting, we were, I was going to direct a video for them, and then she said, um, hey, just want to let you know there's uh, something before I... Uh, Go before we go forward, just to to kind of just so you know it. And I'm like, well, all right, whatever. What's this going to be? And then she says to me, "My brother, 
Owen is the guy who told Avalanche Bob to start calling the best show. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> like, where? Like, I could not have. A, that was a curveball, I guess. Could you direct after that? Was I able to direct? I, I barely pulled it together after that. And I said to myself, oh, my goodness. And then I said to myself, well, isn't the world just a weird place that this is how this goes down? Then now I know who who sent Avalanche Bob my way. The Barnum and Bailey world. So, Owen, yes, you are a, a, a talented uh, young uh, uh, artist, filmmaker, person, right? Yeah, but I'm also I was also Bob's manager. Yeah, so t- let's get some context for that. Then I'll play. I'll play one of Bob's calls. Oh, we heard, uh, uh, to start the show, I played music, his song, The Day That Hate Died, from his album, High Power, Snow Power, To the Stars. Right? Protect the Earth. Protect the Earth. Yeah. It's a long one. Yeah. That's Uh, how they abridge it, though. Yes. And he, uh, that was a song he seemed to be proud of, that particular one. He would call up and he'd always talk about, the day that hate died or he would perform part of it. And it seemed like a song that he was, uh, was important to him. This is what I wonder. And I, I think maybe you might have more insight than I do in this. Do you think that when he was calling up and doing the same songs like that over and over again, that, you know, he figured it was more of a terrestrial radio kind of thing. And that, you know, he's just, just different listeners every week. Cause I think he had very little idea of what the best show even was. Frankly, oh, li- very little idea. I would say <laughs> that's the most generous. <laughs> that's he. You could he he would call in. First caller. He thought your name was Tom Chaplin. Thought it was Tom Chaplin. Yeah, he would call in, and you could first call because he's clearly trying to just get on with his life, and he also was. Uh, not a not a not a no, uh, not a young guy, right? How how old was Bob? Do we have any idea? I have I've yet to figure it out because he's sort of been evasive about his age. But I think in the ballpark of eighty six or eighty seven. Wow, that's impressive. He was so he he because he was still he was still doing it, still being like a maniac. Yeah, and but do you think when he'd call in that that he was just repeating himself and didn't realize it that he was singing the same songs or was it No, was it, I I I think he I think he was uh branding. He was just branding. I yeah, think I don't think I don't think he did the same song twice. I mean it was to me he was just improvising every time. <laughs> you know, I don't I never got the sense that oh, I heard this before. I I can verify that there was plenty of repeats. Well, really? Okay. I mean, you know. I mean, I know his repertoire, and he, he claims that it, he always claimed it was 200 songs about Snowbird. I think this is something he learned from Joe Franklin, who used to proclaim that he was it was 500,000 guests on the Joe Franklin show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but he'd proclaim whatever whatever his claim was. Three, he has 300 songs about snowboarding. I think it's only maybe 15. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, cause, so you... To give some con, so, 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 yeah, so this, he would call up and, uh, sometimes you could hear the television on in the background. Yeah. Sometimes he called you Mike. He would call me Mike. 
It took him for, forever to realize who Dudio was. And that yeah. truly irked Jason. Infuriated. <laughs> that he would say Tom, and then he would, then he started talking about, Ma- then Tom and Mike. Then he would mention Pat. Then he started calling my show on WFMU. <laughs> yeah. Then he, started, and then he really knew who I was. Yeah. Then, then finally, he, he, he admitted, not admitted, it wasn't like he was, he finally added, uh, Dudio to the mix and that was nice, uh, that he, yeah. he, so, so he would call up and you could hear, uh, like blue bloods or something in the background <laughs> on television. He clearly was just trying to get back to his TV shows. It's, it's in one, it's literally in one of the calls that I pulled is you saying, what do you got in the background, blue bloods? Yeah. That- <laughs> He, I, I tried to get him to turn it down. I think he would turn it down and then turn it back up when he was on hold. He was really into Orville. That the <laughs> Orville? Science fiction show? He liked the yeah. Orville a lot. Yeah. So, I'm watching Orville, man. you got to check this out. So here's how it went down. Owen, a young guy. And, Mike, you're not going to believe that kid sitting in the studio across from you, Mike. Yeah. You ever see the movie he was in? Or I just want to say, look, Owen, you got to let this slide right now. All right, yeah, hit, hit, hit me. No, I don't know the movie. Oh, Mike. Maybe I did see it. Mike, that that young man created one of the most memorable moments in cinema history that could not be more up your alley. Thank mm-hmm. you. Did you ever see The Squid and the Whale, Mike? I did see it a while yeah. ago. Well, he played Maybe the, he played the younger thing. brother. He was the younger brother. <laughs> Oh, okay. As the younger brother in that. The one who had his uh, library hijinks. Yep. I guess that's the best way to put it. You know, those fun hijinks in the library. (laughs) Yeah. And those books, yeah, I spread, you know, something on books. And those books were library books, and we hid that from the library. The movie was kind of um, run and gun. And, yeah, those were not our books. Those were not your books. Well, I guess they were definitely yours afterwards. Yeah, they're mine forever, yeah. Yes. There's a part of you on those books that will yeah. live live all of us. <laughs> That's not what we're here to talk about though. No. So we're, you we're here to talk about other weird stuff. Yeah, so you, Owen Klein, yeah. you were working on something about Joe Franklin? Yeah, I, I made a, a short film uh, uh starring Joe Franklin. It was about Joe Franklin raising a baby. Just a couple of years ago, and for people who don't know, don't know, or or maybe it's a slightly more regional thing than yeah. Th- it, Joe Franklin was a talk show host who was on uh, Channel Nine. He and he was he was around forever. He was a guy who would just do his show. He would talk to old celebrities and and talk all about the the yesteryear and all that stuff with, with these old movies. He coined the term memory lane. He coined the term memory lane, that you'd take a that, walk that according down, to him. According to him. He was maybe a bit of a fabulist also. Mm. Would you, is that fair to say, Owen? I, that's very fair to say. He would, he would uh, hype himself. Now, Devin, do you know who Joe Franklin is? Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, uh, specifically from, I think, the first time, because I'm not a New York person, sure. the first time I heard of him was from the They Might Be Giants documentary. Okay. He had, he had a big hand in getting them on TV for the first time, is what I yeah. remember. And, and Billy Crystal used to do a Joe Franklin impression. Yeah. And so 
Owen, you're making a documentary about, not a documentary, you're making a film where Joe Franklin has a baby. Yes. And tell us how... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Oh, just tell how tell us how Bob enters your your universe. Well, you know, I, I spent a lot of time in Joe Franklin's. He had sort of a legendary office in Times Square, uh, and a lot of weirdos would come in, show business, adjacent people, and um, uh, he would just have this phone ringing off the hook all the time. Just people trying to bug him. He would constantly be picking up and saying. Um, you know, for the he just, to dodge the people that he didn't want to speak to, his line was oh, "Good news tomorrow, one o'clock," and then you'd hang up. And you know, if someone was new to the office, they'd say, "Well, what's the good news?" There is no good news. And this was what he did to Bob every single day. You know, he just was thoroughly was able to dodge the sky. You know, unlike you, unlike me. Um, and we for the film we needed to cast uh, a variety of performers for you know this kid's birthday that he throws and he goes i have and i asked him for some contributions i was just trying to pull people that i knew he said i i have a guy that calls me he's a yodeler so the yodeler and then he's like yeah he'll call me at some point today so then he called and he you know puts me on the phone with him and he started doing what you know that you know the legendary uh you know and um you know it was hysterical and we got him in and you know he had to give you know, I was the one, it was a small film, I was the one coordinating it, so uh, Bob had to get my cell phone number, and then the call started coming in, and eventually I felt too bad to not pick up, so I'm talking to this guy, next thing I know, he's calling me his manager, and the next thing I know, I give him your number, and the rest is history. So you start talking to him, because he, he, he did his rack up like a pick up like that, yeah. the yodeling thing, and then... He suddenly just starts saying, Owen, you're my manager. Yeah, Joe Franklin was my manager, and now you're my manager. And Joe Franklin passed away? and yeah, then so the, the torch was passed. That's how yeah. you inherited the job? Basically. So so what? how long were you his manager, Owen? Jeez, I guess this would have been shot the movie in 2014, I believe, so... I would say maybe starting early 2015, I was his manager. So that's so that's a good almost five years. Yeah, is this film online anywhere? Can we see it? Uh, I did. I put it up on Vimeo. Okay, so it is online now, so you can see it. So if we're on Vimeo, what do we search? Jazzy for Joe is the name for it. Jazzy for Joe. Okay, yeah. so everybody could check that out. That's awesome. And now they can see uh, a young, younger uh, Avalanche Bob. That's right. And so, so you were his manager. What did that entail, being his manager? Picking up the phone, saying things are going to happen. Yeah, man, things are really happening, you know. And um, occasionally getting, actually booking him something. Mm-hmm. 
and playing as his drummer and putting together we put a record together two years ago now and that's the that's the one uh, high power snow power yeah. and that so he wanted to do an album he wanted to he very much wanted to do an album but i mean you know he thought that he was in it wasn't just an album you know it was he it was a whole empire that he was trying to start it mm-hmm. was um snow power productions and it was you know, he thought it could be as big as the WWE. You know, he thought mm-hmm. that there could sort of be snowboard wrestling and uh, dance stops. He would talk about the dance stops. Some what is it? What is that? Yeah, I don't know. The dance stops, I think, were. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to do it very much justice, but uh, I believe it was some place where you could go and do these snowboard dances. You know, and people okay. could snowboard outside and you know be in the mountains and. Yeah, the snowboard break and the snowboard twist, all these different kind of chubby checker-esque patented mm-hmm. dances that he was coming up with, but and, never showed me. And this, he was not new to recording, though, when you had, uh, when, when with this album. He had, he had put a, a single out, like, in the early 60s, right? 59. 59. 1959. Cool Records, Harrison, Harrison New, Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. And I don't remember the name of the guy, but he would always mention him in calls. If 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 Tom brought it up, or one or two times, you know, we brought it up. I forget the guy's name, but the guy who ran Cool Records, who he attributes to being his first manager, he uh, he mentions by name. And I I pulled a bunch of calls. If we don't get them get them get to them tonight, I could put them in like a best show best or something. But he does mention uh, this uh, the story a little bit in detail. Tom asked him about this um, back in 2016, and you guys had a lengthy uh, conversation about it. And then um, the Best Show crew asked him about it back in February. Mm. And that was also the first time he called and acknowledged Jason by name, knew him both by the nickname and by his I, given name. I do have a photo of him and his manager, which is kind of incredible, and he's holding up the cool Yeah, yeah. Um, and your record, uh, Owen, is the first time that Bob, in his life, had recorded music uh, since 1959, I think. He had a weird guy named Joe that ghosted him that recorded a couple of tracks. Is that right? But before me, but yeah, those you can find it on YouTube. They're somewhere up there, but you okay. know. That they were a little jokey. I was trying to do But this was like a, a release, and it was mixed, and... Yeah, was, yeah I mean, we mixed it, and it's this, this great musician, Sam Kogan... Uh, yeah, I wrangled him in to do it, and and he did a great job. And he was just very respectful. You know, he didn't try to play it jokey. Mm-hmm. Uh, did it very straight. I was trying to think of like you know those Tiny Tim records with the Wrecking Crew, where it's just you know they just played so loyally. Yeah, to those old songs. Oh, uh, he, I thought it, yeah, thought no, it was the, great, absolutely. I agree with Pat. The record is is everybody's doing it. It's not like a. a, a it's not like he's he's not in on a part of it or something it's it, the the record is pretty uh pretty respectful of the guy and it's it's makes us it legitimizes what he was trying to do in terms of showing that these songs actually make sense with a band behind them well here's what's interesting um bob you know you know most of the music you've heard of bob on the radio, it's just him calling in a cappella. Mm-hmm. You know, and I played drums with him. I'd get people, you know, to come in and play things when we'd throw a show. But yeah. Bob had absolutely no sense of 
timing or rhythm with a band. Okay. And you could rehearse a song six times, uh-huh. and it wouldn't get any better. Um, when we did the record, um, there was no way I was going to assemble a band, uh, try to get people in there, a bunch of frustrated musicians, to try to play along with Bob and get him to do anything in time or, you know, in the ballpark of right. Yeah. So we recorded his vocals, and then Sam was tasked with the very difficult task of uh, trying to write drum parts around this guy's time. Mm-hmm. So the record is, re- the time on all of those songs is really wonky, you know, way beyond math rock, way beyond yeah. any bizarre time signature you could invent. If we go back to his 1959 yodeling rock song, it's the same way. You you can hear the band trying to keep up with him and vice versa in, yeah. in that song, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, you have you... a little more control, you know, uh, doing it afterwards, but... Mm-hmm. right. So, I mean, so the record was kind of built around the, the, the performance he gave. Exactly. Now, do we have his? Where, where do I have his record? His first record with all these clips and things that Jason so and the Pat record you'll have to pull up on uh, Avalanche Bob Bandcamp page. But we have his original single in those clips from 1959. Yeah, let me pull. Let, let's play that. Let's hear what that. Where, what and what's that called now? I'm looking at all the clips. That is called Rockabilly Yodel. Rockabilly Yodel. Rockabilly, there it is. Bob Cribby, Avalanche Bob. Let's take a listen. What we'll do is I'm going to play the record that was the first record he did called Rockabilly Yodel back in 1959 under the name Bob Cribby. Is that correct? That's correct. And... We'll hear that, and then we will also hear his first call to the best show. How about that? And then we'll we'll come back. We'll take some uh, calls and keep talking. So let's listen now to Avalanche Bob's first record because Avalanche Bob. This is we're doing a, a show where we're talking about Avalanche Bob, who uh, who uh, passed away a week or so ago, and we have Pat is in studio and AP Mike is there, and we also have uh, Owen Klein who is. Um, was a friend of of Bob's and was his manager and producer and we're also we're all just talking about the the life Avalanche Bob led and let's hear something from him Rockabilly Yodel <laughs> It's the rockabilly yodel and time is way Some cats way down in a Texas town Thought they heard a new kind of sound They heard a cowpoke yodeling one day But gave it a beat and sat and done its way Now it's a moving right along The whole country swinging to a yodeling song Baba dee de lay yo Baba dee de lay yo Be baba lay be baba lay It's the rockabilly yodel and time is way when my buddy heard it one by night, man, that cat got a real delight. He started rocking, so they say, did it come until the break of day? Well, they're moving it, grooving it all night long. Old Jackie's swinging to a yodel and stall. Hey! When my gal heard 
Uncle John. We're gonna go and uh, have some fun down with the jukebox, the down and away. For me, young my baby, we rocked all the day to the rockabilly old and grain the sound. It's the rockabilly old land, where the surround. Bopper dee the lay, go the lay, Bopper dee the lay, go the lay, Be bopper lay, oh, be bopper lay, It's the rockabilly old land, John, it's way. Now you've heard my story and you've heard my song. So fire is directing and I'm moving along. I get your baby. I'm a ball tonight I Come along Say your body ain't rock They're rocking They're rolling it Wherever you go The rockability All the little thing You know Bop-a-dee-de-lay Go to lay 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 Best show You're on the air Hi What's up? Not a whole lot Well, who's this? Hey, uh, yeah, uh, I'm a, I'm a singer, um, my name is, uh, Robert Kirby, I'm a, I'm an older guy, but, uh, I go by the name of Avalanche Bob 33, I have created a whole new music around snowboarding, I have updated the Yodel to the year 21st century, and it's completely different from anything out there today. And I played Kid Chris and WBEN Radio in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. he's playing my music on the air. Okay. And, uh, yeah. And where are you calling from? I'm calling from uh, Jamaica, Queens. Okay. And what's your name again? Uh, my name is Robert Cruz, but I go by the name of Avalanche, uh, Bob 33, and I'm getting a new band together now. We're going to call it Avalanche, and the Mog- uh, Avalanche Bob and the Snowboard Moguls, and we hope to get in a club in New York. I've already talked to a guy, mm-hmm. and uh, it's pretty exciting. And uh, uh, I just thought I'd give you a call and see, you know, if you could help me somewhere, you know. Avalanche Bob 33. Right. And your music and is what? Your music Avalanche is AvalancheBob33.com. AvalancheBob33.com. That's the website. Yeah, man. Yeah. The first music I got in there is not the best because I not have a lot of money. But the music I, um, I hope to get in the future is really going to be uh, sensational because uh, I'm not liking I do I mean, something called Yodel and Punk. I call it updated Yodel. And how would you describe your your like what who, who what who does it sound like? It's a whole I'm not nobody. I'm telling my girl says I don't sound like nobody. Okay, so it doesn't sound it doesn't sound like anybody else in the in the biz. Anybody in anybody anywhere? No. You want to hear a little bit of Yodel and Punk? I would love to hear some. <laughs> That's Yodel and Park. And then the snowboard music is around that. I don't want to sound, want to sound Lord songs go like, Punk in the snow, punk in the snow. Everywhere you go, they're punk in the snow. Rolling the door around a shotgun roll. Everywhere you go, they're punk in the snow. People in Chicago, up in the day, bop, bop in the day. People in Chicago, are you ready up in the day? Bop, bop in the day. People in the Boston, are you ready up in the day? Bop, bop. People in New York City, are you ready up in the day? Bop, bop in the day. Like I did the punk, like I did the punk, bop in the day. Yeah, punk in the snow. That's one of my snowboard songs. Are you a snowboarder, Bob? No, I just love this. Uh, I got this idea. Uh, originally, I wrote the music around skiing. Then the snowboarding came along. I created the whole new music around snowboarding. Uh, I, it's completely different from anything out there today. And somebody told me this could be the biggest thing since the surfing uh, music of the 70s, uh, 60s. And, and I've got, you know, pretty good things. You know. 
And like, where where have you played, Bob? Like, what what kind of? Where have I played? Uh, I'll tell you, it's a long story. Uh, for a long time, I had to give my music. My sister was sick. I had to take care of her. And uh, I played in different clubs and stuff. I played um, in New York and uh, different places. Um, I I just did a show a couple of weeks ago in um, uh, Room 53, where I hope to get this music in with my band and a couple of other bands doing snowboard music. And uh, it looks pretty exciting. And uh, the guy really likes me there, and uh, he thought I was terrific. What I did, um, this, my manager passed away. His name was Joe Franklin. And uh, Joe uh, got me on Jimmy Kimmel show years back. And I was supposed to go back with Sean White, the snowboarder, but... Uh, it never happened because the guy that the show that got me on, and um, not the Joe uh, Franklin. You, you know, you heard of Joe Franklin, the talk show host. Yeah, that's the guy. He was one hundred thousand behind my music. Yeah, he was your manager. Yeah, he acted like a manager for me. Yeah, and he was okay. before, the thing is, before he passed away, I was supposed to sign a major contract, and then he passed away, and uh, I never got to go with the the people I was supposed to go with. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, I would love to hear more of your music, uh, Avalanche Great. Bob. <laughs> yeah, want to hear some more? Well, I mean, I don't know. Do you have is, do you have like full band versions of these things, or are they just uh, you? No, I got a new band together now. We're going to start playing, uh, start rehearsing next week. But the music I've got now is on the AvalancheBob33.com. My Christmas song is on there, Jingle Bell Yodel, mm-hmm. which WCBS FM played. Uh, um, a, a couple of years back, and uh, I have my uh, other other snowboard music on there. Yeah. Now, when when CBS FM played it, was it like a part of like was it like a part of the news or like the music? At that time, they were very open. They were playing everything. Uh, Bill Lee, uh, um, Broadway Bill Lee, played my played my music, uh, played, played my song. They loved it. He loved the song, and uh, I got a lot of reaction. I I, I went back to America's talent. I got on the show, and they ran out of time. So I mean, that's the story. <laughs> I've got a lot of, been close for a lot of times, and a lot of things have gone wrong. You know? Well, look, you, all you can do, Bob, is to just, you hang in there, you do it, and you love the music, right? You love making the right, music. Right, So you do it for the love yeah. of the music. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, look, uh, uh, when you get, when you get some, some recordings down... And you yeah. and you got something for me to play? Uh, drop me a line, and we'll we'll uh, we'll check it out. Okay, uh, if you want to check out my website and give me a call, you know seven one eight. Don't give your number. No, don't give your number over the show. Don't don't give your number over the air. Don't uh, give your but number. If you want to contact me, it's avalanchebob33.com, and that uh, and that's my. Uh, that's my website, avalanchebob33.com. Or, or my uh, my website is robert.cribby at yahoo.com. Okay, so people can check you out, but they go to avalanchebob33.com. Yeah, that, that's where you find my music. And then um, my my uh, my email address is robert.cribby at yahoo.com. Okay, people can check it out. And, Bob, I, I, uh, I, I look forward to hearing some of your stuff. Great. Okay, thanks a lot, man. You have a great night. You too, man. Keep rocking. You too. Okay. The best show. Signing off for tonight. We uh, all right. All right. Signing okay. off forever. Actually. 
the purple. What a jerk. <laughs> no. Very. Hey, it's Tom. I'm here. We're doing the best show here. Recorded on a on a um uh, um uh, Monday night, not on Tuesday. And we, uh, uh, our friend Avalanche Bob, who would call the show uh, most weeks, is uh, he he passed away a week ago, and so we're kind of doing a special show honoring him. Um, got uh, I'm in Los Angeles. Got AP Mike and Pat uh, in New Jersey, and got uh, Owen Klein, who uh, worked with uh, worked with uh, Bob on a few different things. And uh, everybody's there, and we're here. You hear that first clip of that's the first time Bob called in, and that was, uh, yeah, 2015. 2015. And he mentioned uh, Kid Chris, who is a, a Cleveland DJ or something. Yes, I actually tweeted at him today and gave him the Earwolf number. So maybe maybe he'll he'll call us about his experiences. I don't want to hear from Kid Chris. <laughs> Kid Chris is you listen to these Bruce Springsteen shows from '78, and he's like, "We're here in Cleveland. Got Kid Chris." Oh, he's on that thing. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, but well, back then Kid Chris was a kid. Yeah. But now, nah, look, he's welcome to call in, but it's not, it's, he let him do his own tribute to Bob. I don't want him glomming on mine. <laughs> so when you hear that first call, Mike, what do you think? What do you, yeah, what, what, uh, what memories do you have? Uh, yeah, he was, uh, one of my favorites. I, I have to say, you know, uh, he was an early caller, sometimes 10 minutes before the show started. He would have the tel- television blaring in the background. I tell him to turn it down, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure as soon as I put him on hold, he turned it back up. Um, and as time went along, you know, he, he became a controversial figure. Let's let's put it that way. Um, uh-huh. Some people know. were some people weren't always into it. No, no, I, I liked it because it was you didn't know what was going to happen. I, I, I like introducing a little chaos to the show, mm-hmm. kick it off. You know, I, I would like, you know, your reactions. You know, you, you generally were, were good with him, and uh, you never knew where the call would go. So uh, I never had a, a problem putting him through. No. Uh, pe- people were talking about, you know, how after a period of time, you know, you would ask me, is it a good call for me or a good call for you? And generally, Bob's call started to be just a good call for me. <laughs> yeah, because it was it was hard. Look, I I I I, I like the guy, I, of course. I think I would hope it would be clear I like the guy because if I didn't, he yeah. actually wouldn't get through. Oh, yeah. yeah, but he ran hot. He, he ran. Was, he was, you know, some callers run hot. You know, they want to call every week, and you know, I had to cool him down. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, we 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 want a little variety. You know, it, it doesn't. Uh, it's not a, you know, there's no schedule on the best show. The cooler. The cooler. Here comes AP Mike. <laughs> Cooling people guy. down. <laughs> right? He's a hard, he was a hard guy to talk to mm-hmm. on the phone nearly every day, I mm-hmm. think. Because he, I couldn't tell what degree of it was that he was, he had very short attention span, first of all. He also couldn't hear very well. Mm-hmm. And then when he could hear you, 
I think he would just zone out. I think he was just thinking about, you know, snowboarding, whatever. Mm-hmm. His mind. Yeah, and so so, what would a call, Mike? A call would be like the phone would ring at eight fifty five. Sometimes earlier. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna, <laughs> gonna really get into the minutia of it. Fine. Eight fifty. Eight fifty two. Is that better? Does that make you feel better? It does. And it actually does make him feel better. Yeah, I can't win. He is doing it before the show starts. I'm doing it. I'm on the job. Yeah, boy, really? (laughs) I didn't realize you were watching the clock so much on this show, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, guy called a whole five minutes early. You're already griping about it. Yeah, clocking in early. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. What do you want? Time and a half. Is that what you, is that you're looking for? Just say it. Yeah, I'm angling. Yeah, exactly. I'm angling. Yeah, guy calls, guy calls at 852. Guys, guy's 80, 85 years old. He's calling the show <laughs> to participate. He calls a few minutes early. Mike, and then Mike's, Mike's, uh, keeping in. score. Mike's I keeping score. Yeah. No, Mike hasn't clocked in yet. He's still hovering. <laughs> he's hovering. He's hovering in front of the punch. People don't know that about the show. That there is a time clock that we Yeah, punch. they don't know. <laughs> yeah. Mike's got his little time card. He's hovering near it. He doesn't want to punch in yet. He's a clock watcher. He is a clock watcher. I'm realizing this. Watcher. And it's, it's not, a, it's not a good, it's not a good look, Mike, <laughs> to be a clock watcher. So you got it. So you had to sit in your chair, press two buttons, talk to the guy, put him on hold, not tell me who it is. Well, after a while, we we recognize the area code. I think you uh, would even yeah. acknowledge that. Yeah. Because uh, the area code, you knew. <laughs> yeah, I had a good feeling. See that seven one eight. He almost gave, and he almost gave his number out on that first show. That was that's so sweet and uh-huh. just. He seems like a he seems like a charming uh, uh, oddball, which. I don't say that with any anything other than love. Mm-hmm. I would hope people maybe consider me a charming oddball. Me as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're doing and this guy. I wish he was alive because I. Yeah. So do know, I. My little tribute. <laughs> my, <laughs> Think anybody my, doesn't? <laughs> no, but has anybody seen an obituary? Tom, I've had an experience where in a bar now where people have told me somebody was dead, yeah. and then several months later they walk into the bar. Mm-hmm. I've, I've experienced a resurrection in a bar. Mm-hmm. They, they they pulled a guy out of his apartment. He, he was diabetic. He had a he went into a diabetic coma. They pulled him out of his apartment on a stretcher, and everybody. And this was right across the street from the bar I was working at. Yeah, not masses. And uh, everybody wrote him up. Everybody wrote him off. This guy is dead. He died. You know, I saw the sheet over his head. And um, like I said, several months no. later, everybody's looking for his obituary. Mm-hmm. The obituary never appeared. Yeah. And um, one one day, several months later, he walks through the door. Mm-hmm. And I got down on my knees. And I said, he is risen. There we go. <laughs> so... Guy, 
this guy rose from the dead yeah. in well, a bar. Thanks for that. Thanks for that touching story. <laughs> so, so I'm I'm looking forward to the day. Possibly. You realize you realize what a tribute future. you realize how tributes generally work, Mike. Yeah, but 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 I haven't lost hope. I haven't lost. Oh, hope okay. Until I All right. So you're taking obituary. You're really taking the scenic route on this one. If, if, if I see seven one eight flash up on the, uh-huh. on the board, yeah, you know my heart is going to jump. Yeah, and you I'm know gonna, you might want to you might want to get that in check because seven one eight is also the area code for Brooklyn. <laughs> Mike. Queens, Queens, yeah. I think. And for a lot of New York. Queens, yeah, yeah, a lot of New York. Yeah. Though. Is, yeah. yeah. Um, so, I can tell it. Oh, so, so, yeah, so we're, we're doing this. But look, Mike, you know I'm giving you the business. And secondly, Mike, I'll say this. You want me to write your obituary? <laughs> you just cool. say the word. You say the word, Mike. <laughs> that'd, be a great, that'd be a great show. Oh, what, what, what I meant to say, and I wish I could have passed this information. I already picked, I just want to say, Mike, one other thing. I picked out, I'm going to pick out a tombstone for you already. Oh, yeah. It's in the shape of a fun pack. <laughs> yeah. And it's got stuff on both sides. <laughs> it's a two, two-sided tombstone. Yeah, it's, it's a rare two-sided yeah. tombstone. Yeah, you don't see too many of those. No, well, you're, well, you're not, unfortunately, you're not going to see this one either. <laughs> What's the epitaph? <laughs> For Mike, more, yeah, more fun, more fun for your dollar. Right? Yeah, let's say, yeah, let's say, more fun for your dollar in quotes. Let's say, it'll say, life is like a fun pack. It's good. It's good in the. It's good on both ends. You don't know what you're going to get in the middle. There you go. Yeah. AP Mike in the Forrest yeah. Gump reboot. Yeah. Life is like a fun pack. But anyway, what the information? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Well, by all means, I'm so sorry, Mike. I mean to <laughs> slow you down there while I was in the middle of making jokes. The uh, the uh, what I found out. I posted uh, one uh, tribute to Bob on Twitter and one uh, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And you you probably noticed this that uh, when you when you mention somebody has passed away, died, croaked, kicked a bucket. It goes right to the top of the algorithm for people, your friends, on Facebook, yeah. Twitter. I think more more eyes see the post if you mention somebody has died. And I've gotten I got more likes on the uh, Avalanche Bob post, uh, more uh, retweets, likes on Twitter than any, any other post I've ever uh, posted. Really? Yes. Yeah, I mean, oh, that, like that's nice. 500 people on Facebook. Well, I can tell you, he would be delighted because but, he was obsessed with his. Any time he did the show, I don't think he would listen to the episodes mm-hmm. afterwards. He would just. I taught him how to search his name into Twitter. Uh-huh. He just did his, he'd always do. He'd check his tweets to see what people said about the yeah. episodes, and it was such an outpour afterwards. Mm-hmm. But I wish I he would have lived so I could have passed this information on to him. To just every post, put in the post something like, "Every day I die a little." And then you know, put his plug in there where he'll be appearing. But it would mm-hmm. it would rise to the top of every feed on Facebook or Twitter. He'd get the maximum uh, viewage, <laughs> viewage. Of, of, of his people, mm-hmm. and uh, it could have helped his career. Uh, it, it saddens me that I wasn't able to pass this information on to him. Sure. Are there any Are there any calls, Tom? 
Well, yes, I believe there are. Let's take a couple calls. And I'm here with uh, engineer. Well, I'm here with Devin. He's not engineer, Devin. <laughs> they, they always do that to engineers. I was like, engineer Keith, to it. engineer that. No, you don't answer to it. You don't answer to it. You do what you want, Devin. Your name's Devin, for goodness sake. That's true. Thank you. Now, Mike. Mike. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. What's going on with you? <laughs> Not a whole lot. You getting pumped for uh, Irishman too? <laughs> yeah. Have you seen it yet, Tom? No, yeah. Uh, All right, let's take a call. Best show. Hi. Hello. Hey, how's it going, Tom? I'm good. Um. Can you say something, sir? Caller? Can't hear them. Oh, this is bad. This is so bad. We had them for a second. Yeah. Don't worry. Let's, Let's try it. someone else. Let's try someone else. I like Devin. I like the way he's positive and he keeps things going. You, you, you a lot could, uh, not Pat though. And uh, uh, you, you could learn a couple things from Devin. It doesn't, it doesn't kill you to have a, a positive attitude. You think he's clock watching? He probably is, actually. <laughs> I think I know the answer. No. So, do we have a call? Uh, no, I think maybe because we were inactive in here for a little bit. Okay. Uh, people drop. But if, uh, you know, if you want to you press people on Twitter again, they can reach Sure, them. let's do that. Uh, 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 okay. I could post from the best show. Yeah, if you post from the best show, that'd be great. So, so, uh, Owen Klein. Yes. Do you know Bob, uh, Bob Avalanche Bob's timeline? Because he made this record in 59. Mm. And then what, what was his life? Yeah, it's a good question. I was just talking with Pat earlier saying that. You know, I wish I had written down all the little bits and scraps of biographical information I have of him. He was born in upstate New York. He was raised there, I believe, and came to the big city young, full of hopes and dreams, and um, apparently got hooked up with um, Tony Bennett's manager. You know, I'm sure it was Tony Bennett's first manager, of, you know, someone minor, uh, and... A lot of things went wrong, as he likes to say. Uh, I think there was a woman in his life, but he, you know, he was more focused on the music and weeded them all out. And I don't know. I mean, I, I really only have a, a vague sense. I know he was, you know, he got that cool. Re- he he had a manager that got him the Cool Records deal. Uh, he was the only friend, other friend of his on Cool Records was a guy named George Corda Jr who did a couple of discs for Cool and was a rodeo guy as his main job. And I think he had jobs as, as uh, he worked in a grocery store. Mm-hmm. I think he worked at some a truck stop in some capacity. I don't, I don't really, you know, I, I, there's not that much. Yeah. I don't think he remembered much. No, but so so even if I ask you, like you don't know what happened, what he did in the seventies, for example. I mean, probably nothing. You know, I think he was probably 
he said he played a couple shows back then, and I think he's plugged away at sort of the same rate and at the same level of show business as he's been at for quite mm-hmm. a while. Sure. And he was he was really. Uh, do Do you feel that he was happy with things? Like was he was he always optimistic the way he, he seemed was always to be optimistic? But I mean, I, I, you could probably tell this. I think he was someone that um, he was never satisfied. You could give him, you could tell him that you know the president of the United States, you know, heard the record and loved it. And he, for a minute, he'd be like, "Oh my God!" And would, would, when he ever did, he did that sound i'm sure he did on the show plenty mm-hmm. it didn't sound genuine it sound it sounded feigned and then he'd be like so when can you do this thing for me and mm-hmm. it just it, it lasted about five seconds but but um he was optimistic he was really spiritual uh he he the last couple calls he kept calling me and telling me he'd seen the the, the ken burns country documentary and he was convinced that he was jimmy Jimmy Rogers reincarnated, and that that I was his brother Will Rogers, and um, I don't know. I I didn't I didn't look too far into it to see, you know, if there were anything, any if if I could connect to Will or or, or Jimmy or see a parallel there, but but mm-hmm. he certainly did. And yeah, yeah. could I just say uh, there are worse perspectives on life than thinking you're the uh, the uh, Reincarnation. Jimmy, yeah, reincarnated Jimmy Rogers and the brother Will Rogers. I mean, you know. Yeah. Most people most people don't have anything like that when they're they're that age. He was he I was, could only hope I'm 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 at that place. He was obsessed with science fiction and uh aliens and whenever I'd see him, uh he would always pull out his phone showing me his Twitter and he'd followed a bunch of people who claimed to be aliens on Twitter and would show mm-hmm. me their accounts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and say that he connected with this alien, and this is the language it speaks. And he was really into all that stuff, and really he listened to all these late night, all those weird coast to coast. Yes, coast to coast. Yeah, exactly. There's a couple of clips where he gets spiritual, and there's a, there's a, there's one where he even starts talking paranormal with Tom, um, that we also have pulled. But mm-hmm. in, in our in his last call ever to this studio to thebestshow.net. Was to Mike and myself in uh, it was October twenty second. It was just a little over a month ago, and he he talked about spirituality in that call. He talked about you know I it, he was just do you remember this Mike? He was just saying like he's like I'm just doing what God told me to do, mm-hmm. and that's all I can do. And I'm just you know I'm just rolling with. He said like I'm I go I roll with the punches and blows, and and wherever it sets me, that's where God wants me to be, or something like that. It was very, it was a very simple call, and it was very kind of like. You know, um, I, when I was editing and pulling these clips, I was like, wow, this is actually like his last call is kind of beautiful in that way. Well, he used to, he did used to tell me about after a surgery that he had that there were these little elves. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. About uh, that, that sort of started to follow him around. He had seen these things, and at first they were ghosts, and then they sort of became <laughs> little elves that um, he talked to mm-hmm. and had relations with. With. Okay, so he was he had connection to elves and like he that stuff. Do you think he was being literal when he said things like that? Uh, well, you know, I think he didn't know if they were in his imagination or you know, I, he just he had a very rich imagination. Sure, and I think sure. You know, he didn't really 
he's pretty spaced out and didn't really live in the real world mm-hmm. in a real way. But. Yeah, he was a, he was a, uh, he was a, a, a weirdo, a New York weirdo. And a dreamer. A dreamer. Not one. I'm saying this because I, I, first of all, those are the people you got to love in life. The people who, who do you, who would you rather be? This dude, he's in his 80s and he's still doing a thing where he's going bonkers and he's yodeling and singing all about snowboards and having the time of his life or what, or the, or what, or what, the alternative? Yeah. And there's people that are in their 30s who are, are doing less less creative stuff than this uh than this guy was me yeah he's got you i'm 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 in a complete creative slump and this guy i think about avalanche bob that was like you know after processing that he was actually gone and would no longer be a part of the show and you know i had met them i had met him the night that i met you owen and Mm. you know i'll talk about that later but um yeah, you got to see him perform. Absolutely, I got to perform. Not a lot of people technically did. be on the same bill as him, which was even greater. Uh, but you know, but what what I take back from knowing him through this show is that just like unparalleled optimism and excitement. That yeah, no, no one else had. Yeah, that yeah. I I don't I think I've ever met. Mm-hmm. I mean, the level that he thought that this thing was going to take off. He said, you, I remember the day that he called me and said that Paul McCartney reached out to him via Twitter, and that. Uh, he wants. He said, "I think he wants to do a collaboration with me." And I went on Twitter, and it was a. He was had tweeted about ten tweets to someone at Paul McCartney, okay. without an E okay. and an R. Mm-hmm. And or maybe one several of the fake tweets. ones. Yeah, there's probably yeah. hundreds of fake Paul McCartney. To, uh, uh, I can't believe Twitter I'm following account. you. Blah blah blah. And he he was kept calling him when he was. He pronounces things wrong. Mm-hmm. He kept calling. You're not gonna believe me, Paul McCartney. He's calling me. And the Twitter, and he wants to do a collaboration. And I checked online, and the tweet that Paul McCartney sent out was a fan account mm-hmm. that said, uh, "Thank you for following and subscribing." And right, you know. yeah. But he really thought this was going to take off. Like he, he was really ready for the next thing. He was always ready for the next thing. He thought that he would be number one on the charts. Yeah. Till the day he died, he knew that that day his moment was coming, and it was just around the corner. Always. Well, let's take a call. Let's take a call. We got Devin, uh, not just engineer. He's got so many other interests in just, other than just engineering. It's kind of you to say. We're having a little technical issue. I see someone tweeting that they're getting a weird uh, skipping noise when they call in. So we're, we're troubleshooting. That's, what That's we're fine. Doing. Look, we don't have to take calls. If it's, if it's a thing, we don't have to take them. I can talk all, all day long. In fact, Pat. Yes. You mentioned, we mentioned the final uh, call. Yes. What was another good one here that I have that would be? Sure. Stand by one moment. So. Tom gives Bob a pep talk. There's a whole bunch of really great ones. I picked out a favorite of mine. What's that, Mike? Uh, We we discussed it earlier. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Tom, uh, we're all, well, at least I'm I'm all a little nervous to bring this up to you, but, uh, but the room I'm in has definitely unanimously stated that they have a favorite call that's in this corral of calls that uh, Jason Gore and myself have, sure. have uh, pulled. And what call is that? Well, it has a bad word in it. I don't and it care. it starts with P. What do I care? Bad word. And it, oh, I don't uh, care. No, that was it's hilarious. In, it's, it's found in nature. Okay. All right, calm down, Mike. <laughs> calm down, Larry Flint. 
So that that one is listed as um, Mike's favorite. That's not listed as Mike's uh, favorite. No, it's um, looking at the list right now. I, I can't. I can't handle Mike anymore. <laughs> I can't handle Mike. He's talking. He goes. He does a eulogy. Ends up talking about some guy at the bar. It shows up. They throw a sheet on him. <laughs> that was intense. Yeah. I can't get a handle on it, Pat. I know, right? Pat. I can't get a handle on it. I don't know what the okay. aesthetic is anymore. It's labeled as Bob's Red Bull commercial. Bob's Red Bull commercial. Yeah, I have that. Let's see. Here we go. Okay, I'm going to play that in a second. And we're we're just talking about uh, Avalanche Bob, the late great Avalanche Bob, the, who who he passed away. Uh, wait, how long is this thing? Eleven it's one minutes. One of the longer ones. Yeah, it's one of the longer ones. Well, let's play. Let's play it. And then we'll talk more with uh, Owen Klein, who is Bob's manager. And then we'll uh, we'll we'll we're just paying a tribute to uh, Avalanche Bob. He passed away. And again, I'm going to say this: you, you, I'm not this guy. Look, did he drive me nuts? Yeah, he did. I'll admit it. Guy drove me nuts sometimes. I'm trying to start the show, and he calls with his own thing, and he just steamrolls me. Right out of the box. There'd be times I wouldn't know what to do for 15 minutes of my own show. I had to recalibrate early. Because he just called and did his own thing. But if I didn't like it, he just wouldn't have been on the air. I liked him. I liked the guy. I liked that he was, I liked that he just, he had his singular vision and sense of purpose and did what he wanted to do. And he called with his thing and did it. And he kept making stuff. I'm always going to side with the person that makes stuff. Always. I mean, look, AP Mike's putting his thing out, whatever the, what's the last thing he put out? The calendar? No, he put that dumb recording. Oh, it wasn't dumb. It was actually sweet. He put that thing out. <laughs> he put that thing out where he's doing the AP Mike on Broadway, which is so touching. And then he put a calendar out, which he made a pile of money on. The money he made, I, I tell you guys, if you only knew the money he made on that calendar, your heads would spin. But he's doing, he's, he's, he's expressing himself, Mike. Mike, you express yourself. Thank you, Tom. I give you credit. Yeah. Pat? Yes. You gotta step it up. I know, right? You gotta step it up. You got stuff to say. Start saying it, buddy. You're, you're, Tom? I'm I'm not offended. I'm oh. inspired. Oh, Thanks. good. Yeah, good. Owen? Yeah. What do you got? You got a movie coming out? I got a movie. How is it? It's good. Bob's in it. Bob's in it. See? Yep. He always talked about that movie he was in. He did. Yeah. He was I so I told him not to. He was so <laughs> proud of it. No, I could he tell was. I could tell he wasn't allowed to talk about it. And he brought then he it up kinda, every call. Yeah, he brought yeah. it up every single call. Yeah. So, when's this movie come out? Should be next year. Next year. Well, I'd hope it's next year. <laughs> yeah. Should be. What, are you going to wait till 2021? No, no. Late 2020. We had a friend. Uh, I heard you met up with a mutual friend of mine today. Of ours. Oh, Ronnie? Ronnie. Ronnie reached out to you? 
I talk to Ronnie all the time. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Great you think guy. when I talk about good time, my good time is when I text with Ronnie. He's a great texter. Ronnie Bronstein, co-writer of Good Time and Uncut Gems. Oh, if, if the movie you requested is Uncut Gems, press one. And right? if the movie credit, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll give I'll give this away. There's not much to give away. Bob scene is at a funeral. We shot two guys in case Bob didn't work out that are giving eulogies. Mm-hmm. And we kind of just let Bob go and make up what he thought was this guy's eulogy, okay. <laughs> um, which was great. I can't wait. But, um, you know, I was just trying to... You know, the movie has a lot of odd, you know, Safty-esque characters in it. Sure. And Bob is one of them. Um, and... But that was, I was trying to figure out who was at the funeral, and he's like, it has to be a freak, it has to be one of your guys, it has to be Avalanche Bob, like, get Avalanche Bob in there. So yeah. I was like, I don't know, he's kind of unmanageable, and I'm his manager. And you're his manager. He's, he's literally... Yeah, you should go. If you're in Chicago, by all means, go. It's Wait, what, hold on. Be... Sorry. Go ahead. I'm so... his manager, he's unmanageable. He's unmanageable. Yeah. But you managed to get him in the movie. You directed this movie? I directed it, wrote it. And wrote it. Honey, yep. So it's like a tour de force. It's a tour de force. You do anything else on it? Craft service? Little craft service. Little editing. Little editing, yep. What do you yeah. think about this for an idea for a movie? Hit me. AP Mike, right? Mm-hmm. You just follow this guy around. Mm. We don't even tell him we're doing it. Right? Yeah. We, this is a Ronnie movie. <laughs> Sounds we, like something that Ronnie We did. don't even tell him. Wait, can he hear this? Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking about this, but uh, I don't know if it's a good idea, Tom. I mean, there, there are days on end I, I don't leave my apartment. Oh, no, we'll be in there. <laughs> We're going to wire this thing. Not a lot happening. We're actually going to do a time lapse out the window to show day turning into night. Yeah, like one of those things when they show like a, a, a animal rotting in fast motion. Let's listen to this first call. This is this call that is a fan favorite, and then we will... Talk more about Avalanche, Bob. Here is the call that Pat and Mike both think is his best call. Let's take a listen. We have we have fun. we have a good time wherever we go. We that's where the party is. Wherever we go, that's where the party is. Remember that. Best show. Hi. Hello. Hey, Tom. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I hey, um. Bob, how are you, Bob? Avalanche, Bob! Look who it is! I'm doing great, Tom. Uh, I understand uh, you did a a video for uh, Frankie Cosmos, right? I did do a video for Frankie Cosmos. Oh, you know, Owen is in my band, my drummer, and he is uh, also my producer of my album. That's what I heard. I heard we we share bands. Yeah, and uh, things are really going good, and... um, uh, I'm, I'm, I was really surprised. Uh, uh, it came out great, right? Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Very happy. So how's everything with you, Tom? Oh, I'm well. I'm well. I, 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 no complaints. How about with you? What's going on with you? I'm doing good, Tom. Uh, I'm getting a promotion about my music. Uh, some pretty big people are interested in it. It's being played on, uh, 
KXRA in um, Los Angeles, which played on WEBN Radio. And I'm hoping to get more out there. And uh, I'm thanking you for everything you've done for me. And, uh, of course. You know, no, no, no. It's my, but, and now what's the deal with, uh, what's the deal with this, uh, this snowboard music. Have you found a, an increase in people uh, being interested in snowboarding? Yeah, I, it's, I'm, Tom, I'm telling you this thing is going to be big. It, it's, just, it's just beginning. Uh, people are talking about it now. I, I'm trying to get this one company, Key on Gravity, interested in it. I'm trying to get a commercial for Red Bull that I think would be thin. Uh, uh, my, my commercial for Red Bull is much better than the one they did for Do with the snowboarding. Really? It's much better. Would you like to hear it? Yes, um, of course. I'll use the name Red Bull. I'll just do the commercial. Okay. Red Rock on your board, rock on the robo, rock on the robo, rock on this. A yodel punkin' board is rockin' with robo, rollin' punkin' board is rockin' on this. Yeah, robo's cool, snowboarders are cool. Red Bull hip, no borders are hip. Come on, people, rock on the robo, rock on the robo, rock on the living. Yeah, yeah, rock on your board, rock on the Red Bull, rock on the Red Bull, rock on this. A yodel punkin' board is rockin' with Red Bull, super border borders, they can rock under the lady. You're the rocker to the punk bop band. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rushing on that. Yeah, don't be a gift. Drop a bobo on your rip. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I, I, I'm telling you. I mean, uh, I think they're suing them not to look at this commercial because they'd be throwing so many bottles. One guy said they could get a skin of Red Bull. <laughs> it's their loss. If they don't want that, it's their loss. I'm telling you, Tom, and Tion Gravity, I, I, I put a thing in here for Burton Snowboards. It, it, these people, uh, this is, thing is, uh, I, I'm getting, I don't want to say, uh, there's a very, very big person watching my music tonight, and I, I, I don't want to say who it is, but he's, he's a very important person. Mm. And, uh, things are really starting to move. Hold and, on, a very important person is watching your music, and you can't tell me who it is? Uh, no, because, uh, I, you know, I mean, he's a person that's a leader of a country, all right? A leader of what country? <sighs> no, 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 look, uh, I don't want to, okay, you don't have to, what, Saudi Arabia? Yeah. Hold on. I feel like I'm involved in some sort of, you, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm over my head now. Seems. Yeah. So well, there's a chance, because uh, I'm going to say this, and I don't know how you feel about this. AP Mike is starting to do songs about uh, parasailing. What was that? He does songs. Parasailing is this kind of like thing you do on a surfboard. And Mike's doing, Mike wants to try to do, he wants to know if you'll, you'll license the franchise so he can start doing rockabilly parasailing songs. Yeah, I, rockabilly parasol, cool. Yeah, I, you know I told rock Mike to the parasol, rock to the rockabilly, rock to the parasol, rockabilly belly, made a rock to the parasol, rock. <laughs> you know what I told Mike? I said, Mike, stop being so stupid. I yeah, at him. I yelled at him. Uh, I, I hit him. I, I got. It. I admit it. I hit him. Tom, you know what? Yeah. The name snowboarder did not go for this thing anymore. Okay. These guys are superboarders. Superboard, okay. Superboarders, yeah. I've even put in the, I've got a, a stuff on my Twitter about, uh, I got a lot of things going on. 
uh, about Twitter. Uh, yeah, Super Borders, man. At uh, the Olympics, my God, Tom. I'm telling you, this this thing is only beginning, Tom. And I, I thank you for everything you've done for me. And I thank you for everything you've done for me. I thank. I thank no, I haven't done nothing, but I'm going to no, do something for you. Believe, you've entered. Believe me, uh, you, you are one of the best. And. Oh, uh, uh, I'm, I'm just, just a mirror. Uh, I'm just so a mirror. My friend, I'm just a mirror. I'm just a mirror. I'm just Avalanche Bob. I'm just a mirror. If you say I'm the best, I'm just a mirror reflecting back because you're the best. No, you're no reflection. You are the mirror. <laughs> oh, you're the best, you man. And uh, I'm sorry if I bugged you a couple of times. Oh, you didn't I, I didn't you mean to do me. that. Look, you bug. I try to keep the show moving. i got to keep the show lively here. i got to keep the show lively. But you're good. You're good. We figure it all out, my friend. And you, yeah. look, don't worry, we figure it all out. You're here, you're on the show, everybody's happy. Good, uh, because as I said, Tom, what I've done, I, I put things on Twitter now. Uh, I've got, maybe check out my Twitter thing. you find out who's watching me if you want to go to uh, mm-hmm. Avalanche Bob at Twitter or Robert Kirby at Twitter. Okay. And uh, you'll find uh, some pretty interesting things I put on there and... Uh, about the superboard revolution, because I really think it is. Uh, that's more than su- uh, snowboarding. It, they're superboarders. All right. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it yeah, out. Yeah, and uh, so um, maybe I can be called next week, yeah, and we'll, we'll talk we'll about see. other things. We'll see. Is we'll that see. all right? All right. You give a call next week. All right. Okay, well, you Tom. You put him through, Mike. Me. Mike. Yeah. You put him through next week, Mike. You hear me? And if you don't, I'm going to hit you again. Yeah. You want to hear a little song, Tom? <laughs> sure. A funny song? A quick, a, qu- a quick funny song. Well, I can do it two ways. I can do it risque, or I can do it, uh, you know, Let's not risque. When you say risque, what are you talking about? Uh, dirty it's words? It's double meaning. <laughs> not dirty words, though. No, nah, not outward. No, no, not really. I, I, all right, I'll, I'll just do it the, the straight way, okay? No, without... do the, no, do the body version, but you're not talking about F and S and all that stuff, Oh, right? no, no, okay. no. I'm talking about something with a T, okay? Okay, because I'm going you, you can take it from there. Mike came in here last week. He started you want to hear it? No, let me just tell you this one thing. Mike comes in here. He's like, I want to tell you a song. And Mike starts telling me some song. F this. F that. And suddenly I'm like, what is it? What are you doing? He's like, this F and ble-. He's like, there's a toilet mouth. Go ahead, Bob. Let's hear, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Well, I was taking a walk early one morning when I heard a voice call at me. Honey, come get my pussy down. He's stuck up in a tree. I turned around to see who it was. Who do you think I should see? A beautiful girl in a black negligee standing under a tree. Yeah, she said, I'm a poor little girl all alone in the world. I just moved in the house next door. I ran outside to get my pussy some milk. Got my pussy ran out the door. Well, I climbed up the tree and a pussy scared me. Oh, man, it was another sign. I came crashing down to the ground. She said, is my pussy all right? I went home. I was taking my car around. My head went to my toes. And I heard that I got out the window on my tub starting to overflow. Well, she was standing there with a towel wrapped around. Man, I almost took my breath away. And I 
Mine for Mike, six days you old. I heard that chick start to say, Okay. Well, she said, I'm a poor little girl all alone in the world. I was just getting ready to take my bath when my tub started to overflow and now I'm in a dress. Well, I think that I stopped that flood. I was just about ready to leave that girl. Well, I was soaking wet and tired and mean when she said I got a broken washing machine. Well, I went home. I was aching all over from my head and right to my toes. And I went back and I rocked through the window. Came a man at a six-feet-tall. Well, he grabbed me by the neck and he threw me out the door. And I don't know what I'm going to do. And she said, I was all alone. And my husband just came back. And I want to wait till the tongue to Destiny you. is a rising sun. Right. went from being we get it to well this is new to I don't want this to maybe I do want this to nah I don't want this to are you sure you don't want this to uh yeah I'm sure I don't want this best show hi hey What's up? Tom. Well, I was working with the thing with the governor tree, and then the girl came out in a towel. Uh. Yeah. Ugh, is right. Avalanche Bob, the APB, died a week and a half ago, a week or so ago. He was a caller, called the show uh, many weeks, and he was a real character, and he was a, a funny guy really trying to do his thing going for it and uh we honor him tonight rest in peace avalanche bob bob robert cribby and over i'm in los angeles here at the uh the luxurious earwolf studios and thanks again to earwolf for um for allowing us to use their facilities clearly they've not heard the things i say about them <laughs> on the show we have Devin here. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Thanks for doing this, Devin. Devin's a good guy. My pleasure. And uh, back in New Jersey, we have AP Mike, Pat Byrne, and our guest, uh, Owen Klein, who was uh, Avalanche Bob's uh, manager and producer. Now, Mike, yeah, you like that call, huh? It was a good one. Yeah. Like I said, you never knew where he was going to go. And in that one, he, he took a real detour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, what? What was he talking about? What would he? Me? What was I talking about? I'm more perplexed by me on these things. Uh, I'm saying I'm going to hit you. <laughs> I'm saying you came in cursing. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. 
Bob had that effect on people. Yeah. He, uh... Why would somebody say, say a mean thing on Twitter? Uh, Twitter's the worst. Really is. They just said a mean thing. Yeah. Mean. No, wait, I've, yeah, we've been trying to... People are mean. Mean. Quiet people on there. We're being respectful of Bob and... Um, you know, his whole life, look, he added so much to the show, and that's I what like we're the doing guy. tonight. He, yeah. look, he gave me a headache some weeks. I'm not going to lie. Absolutely. I'm not going yeah. to scrub scrub history. It's clear he drove me up the wall. That was yeah. the dynamic. You think I didn't know that? You think it I'm was- a spectator to my own dynamic? I like the guy. I like him. There was There was a call where he actually opened with, the topic stuck with the topic and i think let you drive and barely promoted himself and it was when he called um the night of a thousand pardos okay best show hi it's saturday night live with your host tom chaplin on featuring ap mike pat Byrne, jason gore and the special guest performers Frankie cosmos with the saturday night band Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Chaplin! See, now there you go. That's how we start this off. Thank you, Avalanche how, Bob. This, I get to how say, are you, Tom? Oh, you're full of... You're full I'm of rocking, life. baby. Look how you, you doing? You sound rested. Yeah, things are going good, Tom. Yeah, good, good. How how the yeah. how the the thing go the 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 song? Oh uh, no, it, it's uh, I think it's going to be Saturday night. I'm not sure of all the details at uh, a place called um, Wonders of Nature in Brooklyn. Wonders of Nature? What's that? I'm not sure. I'm not sure of all the details yet. Yeah, well, so it's, but it's what is it? Is it the the interview or a movie? It's what a club. A club. We're okay. doing a, a set. You're doing a set. Wonders of Nature. Mm-hmm. I might have to send out AP Mike to that one. Mike? The same guy had the case up. Mike, you're going out. You got to go to Wonders of Nature, the cake shop, the former owner of the cake shop. You go there and check it out. Who else is on the bill, Avalanche Bob? Uh, I think it was. Um, I haven't. I haven't got the name right okay. now. It's two yeah. good. Who cares? Two groups. You can check it out. Yeah. Just go to Wonders of Nature, and you'll find the two groups. We weren't advertised because we were late uh, booking. Yeah, yeah, but you're going to steal the show. They don't know what they got. They don't know what they, what they what's coming. Tom, we're starting the Super Board Revolution, and I'm I'm telling you, Tom, there's no stopping this thing. It's going to be big. Uh, I I can think of, think it's going to be as big as the WWE. It's going that that big. As big as the WWE. And you're part of it, Tom. I'm a part of it, whether I want to be you or certainly not. Certainly, you and Kid Chris and all the people that have helped me. I love it. I love it. I can't wait. I can't wait till we, um. Yeah. Tom, yeah. thank you for everything. Of course. And I will talk to you. I don't want to hold you up. Have thank a great you. night. Thank you. You have a great night, too. There we go. Avalanche Bob checking with the, maybe his best call. Maybe his best call to date. I tried to rein him in, get him on topic. You tried, yeah. Mike. It, it, it was difficult, I admit, you know, but, uh,. Occasionally, I could get him on top. Yeah, look, Owen. Owen was trying to wrangle him in terms of getting him to do live shows and putting a record out. Yeah, all this God stuff. Bless you. What were some Turn of the challenges? Tell us some. Give me a good Bob story, Owen. 
Good Bob story? Oh, man, there are so many. Well, give me one. Okay. What kind of food did he like? I have Uh. no... You know, uh, bad food. Just bad food. Uh. I don't know. I don't think he ate very well. But I can tell you, he he loved... uh, He took a lot of... uh, Oh, you know what's interesting? The one thing that he really helped me with, he had an insane recipe for uh, whenever I was sick and had a really sore throat. He, I would call him and actually get this recipe for him with cayenne pepper, and it was like 10 other things. It was like a, a voodoo witch doctor recipe, and it always worked. It cleared my throat right away. Really? That's a good story, but yeah. I'd love to hear uh, the ingredients sometimes. I've written them down. I can All right. them to you. Yeah. Um. Give them to give. Don't give them to Pat. Oh. Okay. You give but, it to but, me, and I'll I'll give I him meant... one ingredient at a time, based on performance. <laughs> but I was lucky enough to meet Bob the same day I met Owen, which was at the cake shop. That's right. Through friend of the show Andy, who who ran the cake shop and did all the booking, and was a huge um, friend of Tom, but also uh, he just I like he he had a. He had an ear just for, you know, kind of what was cool, what was weird, what was strange, what was odd. Uh, he was a great booker in that sense for Cake Shop, but it was also just kind of like, you know, he wanted, he knew Bob was performing. I guess he knew you as well. And he, he the last week of the, of the Cake Shop, right? Mm-hmm. It, was like the last, it was the last time my band was able to perform there. Um, he loved our band because we were also kind of like, you know, uh, a, I don't want to use the word gimmick, but I there I said it. You know, like <laughs> it was uh, th- theatrical, goofy. You know, we're all playing characters, kind of on stage, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And Andy loved that, and so he had us on this show. It was an early show. He was like, "An avalanche, Bob is playing," and I was like, "What?" And I was so excited. And I saw, like, I was able to catch the set, and it was it was actually like great. I think I remember telling you, telling, I was like. All the musicians were great. Like the music was great, and actually Bob was pretty great too. And Andy was doing this thing where he was also filming it, mm-hmm. and he and he filmed everybody doing like one part with like a, a flashlight on them throughout the cake shop, and he would like bring the camera around. So eventually, I hope that footage comes out because that that was like a that was the same night, right? Do you remember that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was it was like a one take kind of thing. Yes. every band played, and it was kind of like a mise en scene, one and- shot. Yes, it was all one take. Started at the at the top of the of the cake shop floor. It was two floors. So then when he got to the basement, was and that the very last cake shop show? I think it was the last few days. Yeah, it was the last day that he had like unbooked. So he booked all his friends who did weird stuff, and he and then in the at the end of this all in one take last shot at the end the the stage in the basement, you the camera made it there, and you guys were playing, and that was the that, and then you guys played a full set from there. I think. I think we did. Yeah, and I thought that was kind of brilliant and fun, and Bob couldn't have been nicer. At the end, I met him. I took a picture. Um, to this day, I think I'm the only crew member that met him, right? Yeah. Only, yeah. He was super, as I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, happy, energetic, and also just very present and, uh, you know, couldn't have been happier to meet me and, and knew that I was from the best show and uh, just super optimistic and, and a nice guy. Yeah. That's what I remember. Yeah. You got to hold on to that spirit in life. Mm. Got to hold on to it. And I saw a post that he, he uh, helped his sister out. I guess she was ill. Okay. And um, 
Oh, He basically yeah. helped her go through that. I thought that was a real nice personal. Uh, he seemed he seemed like a good sort. And before, uh, I, I, oh, Owen, do you have a, a, another Bob story other than what food he would eat? Uh, well, you just reminded me. It's not Got knocked off target thing. on that one. Uh, it, this isn't a very pleasant thing, but I remember that Bob, <laughs> this is a little more in Mike's vein of humor, that Bob's bed at his house, which I've been to, was a hospital bed that his... Uh, sister passed away in. Okay. A little grim. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. So so that grim. that happened that was the same sister he was taking care of? Yeah. Wow. So that happened within the last few years. I guess so. <laughs> so that's like that's my great Bob story. Yeah. Well that's oh, look a good bed, you know. Why why yeah, you well, know, it, and also it's a bed. It works. Yeah. What was his uh his his uh, apartment like? Oh boy. <laughs> um I think, you know, well, we actually, uh, well, actually, we shot in it. For the uh, movie? For the movie. Is that one of make the it? Par- one of the, no. But one of the, the uh, characters kind of lives a grim uh, existence, and we used his apartment for that. And uh, we actually, it, it cost, it ended up, I thought it would be a cheap location because Bob had it. Right. It ended up being one of the more expensive locations because we had to do a cleaning. Oh. And I, re- I do remember him, it was crawling with uh, all sorts of bugs. and But he was convinced that it didn't have, he didn't have bed bugs, and they went and checked it. Oh, boy. And uh, he called me and said, yeah, they came through, man, no bed bugs, nothing else. And then I got the report, and there was plenty of other stuff, but he just seemed to glaze over that. So optimism yeah. all the way. Yeah. Exactly. And he, uh, he made his record, came out in 2017. That's right. 2017. Oh, and I'm I'm I think I'm going to try to do a press of the complete Avalanche Bob. That would be great. A snow, a true vanity pressing. Yes. Well, that'd be no great. Power Productions. That'd be uh, that'd be sweet. Double set. Yeah. You know. And he always talked about this Red Bull commercial he was pursuing. Yeah, he did. Where did that come from? Was that was there something that that made that put that on his on his mind? Well, I think Red Bull had an association with um, the, the snowboarding, whatever the snowboarding league is. I think they were sponsors. So I mm-hmm. think Sean White would drink Red Bull, and it was a it was a snowboarding thing. So that then he wanted a piece of the action with it. Oh yeah. <laughs> did, he, right. did he watch snowboarding stuff on television and? Was he up up to date on that stuff? I don't think he's ever even been on on a slope. I mean, I, I, yeah, well, I, I, I did ask did. him about that. Yeah, I mean, it, it seemed quite clear that he'd never gone snowboarding. Yeah. I think but, it was just arbitrary. I think he just picked something out of a hat, kind of. He just kind of saw like insane. the energy of it or whatever that he exactly the spirit. But he, yeah, but he, he mentioned the spirit of it. He mentioned uh, the snowboard Burton guy who apparently just passed away, so he kind of knew something. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought maybe he just latched onto it as like a sort of update on the the Beach Boys, you know, with the surfing. So he was trying to do the Beach Boys thing with mm-hmm. snowboarding. He would always talk about um, young olders was his expression for it. He called himself yes. a young older, and, and he and that he mentions that in, in his final call with me and Mike. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. Which we will hear yeah. to end the show. Naturally, once again, I get upstaged. 
Well, there's also the final, final call calls. With you, Tom. What's that? Oh, no, no, no. We, won't, we don't want to do that one. I'm kidding. I'm just <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm trying to. I'm literally doing what I what I complained about is I'm making about myself. No, I look. I'm glad he called you guys and had a good conversation with him. Um, uh, yeah. And look, he did a thing. He was on Jimmy Kimmel once, and I don't like. That's one of those things. It's like it's like that bummed me out. His Jimmy Kimmel appearance. It's grim. Because he went on and he was doing his thing, and they clearly were. He was like a punchline on there for them. Like, look at the look at the weirdo, and it's just like, at what point? At what point is it is it better to be some sort of just like person who isn't the weirdo? You know what I mean? Why is that? Why 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 is it better to be the one who goes? Oh, look at that! Look at that! Look at that weirdo! I don't. I'm not weird like that. Stop it! I watch that Jimmy Kimmel thing and they're laughing and hooting it up. I don't like it. Thumbs down. Spiritually ugly. Did Bob ever call Howard Stern, Owen? No. No. They would have liked him, mm-hmm. but in the wrong way. No, I don't know. I, I think Howard has respect yeah, for Howard had, hackers, you know? Yeah, he, he had some respect for people that, that you know, he, it, was, it, was not, it was not similar to Jimmy Kimmel in the sense that, you know, he would sometimes, you know, stand up for them, too. Yeah, but- Can you imagine this guy? He's doing crank yankers. What? That's better? Crank yankers? That's what, that's you putting your best foot forward? Crank yankers. <laughs> so you're calling, you're pranking, you're pranking a nursing home with a puppet on your hand. Excuse me, do you know where I can find some toothpaste? And they're like, hey, I'm trying to, can I take care of the patients, uh, here? They're, no, let me, uh, that's better. It's pussy tree humor. You know, if you like the crew. I don't stuff. actually. I really don't know what you mean. <laughs> I could not be more confused. Well, it's just dirty. You know, that's just the Jimmy Kimmel stamp is just crude humor. But it's got a meanness like to it. It's got a meaning. I just want people to know. Look, I would hope that these calls are as are a testament to me being nice to this guy. They are. They're they 11 are. minutes long. Some of them are 11 minutes long. I like the guy, but I hear myself on these things. I'm just like. But like, that's really the thing with these guys. And I've had, I've actually had experience with a couple of people like this where, you know, you give them, you know, a little bit of attention and no one's given them that before. Yeah. So, you know, I wasn't laughing at the guy. I thought he was, I thought he was a, 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 a weird New York City weirdo just doing his thing. I get it. I'm into it. That's a serious what, uh, note. What do you think I'm doing? <laughs> you think this is anything? I, I did a free radio show for 17 years. Did that make sense? No, I'm a weirdo. I get it. What, what do you want? A serious note? Uh, I, you know, I, I, <laughs> what, you found some more calendars? I, I, think, I think a lot of older people are lonely. Yeah. And uh, this was... Uh, uh, a platform. I hate that word. What's a better word? You know what? It, it was somebody you could talk to on yeah. a regular basis. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah. I we like it. Phone. We I haven't like said it. this yet. Go ahead. He was an, Bob was an outsider artist. Pretty much. 
And that is a term that, you know, can also be reserved for people like Daniel Johnson. Yeah. And I think he had a, as dense of a, you know, a, yes, as dense of a sort of imagined inner world, a rich inner world, as right. any of those guys. Yeah. Who'd who, who you rather hang out with? Who'd you rather hang out with? Harmony Corrin or Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. You ever watch when, when Harmony Corrin's on Letterman and he's doing his thing and, and, and Letterman's being like, oh, what a weirdo. Like, it's like... But who who are you pandering to? Some boring people? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. This, guy's, this guy's an oddball. God bless the oddballs. That's what I says. <laughs> and Owen, Absolutely. seriously though, think about AP Mike. What can we do with him? This is this is a money opportunity sitting right on the table. Right? What should we do with him? Hook cameras up everywhere? surreptitiously film him how about a twitch feed we could strap a gopro to his head you strap a go to grow gopro to his head how's that Do you you mind that mike no i'm still game for naked too <laughs> all right for naked too that's right that was the sequel to the mike that's, lee that's the movie. best the best idea i've heard you <laughs> yeah naked part two naked two less sexual assault in this one than the first one. Yeah, yeah. I, I like how that was in the movie. It's just like, eh, movie's kind of wildly gross. But it was the time, was it? Wait, when was that ever okay? The time could have been the year 1200, and it wasn't. It was a horrifying crime. Eh, you, can put, you can't put something like that in a movie now. Yeah, you can't. A, a crime? Celebrating uh, an assault? I don't think it was celebrating it, Tom. Mike... I'm just letting people know, when we revive Naked, the Naked reboot, uh-huh. and you walking around Bayonne with your with your your uh, trench coat on. Are there any calls, Tom? No, we're gonna we look. We have to be. We have a hard out here. Earwolf was generous enough to let us uh, do this, but we have a hard out. So what I'm gonna do? I want to say final thoughts over there in Jersey. Final thoughts. Yeah, I want to say that this isn't the final thought and that we will we will always keep Bob alive through this show as long as this show is a show and you know it doesn't end here the conversation keeps going if people want you know people can always call in about Bob and uh, as far as I'm concerned I hope that's likewise for you guys. Yeah, that's nice of you to say. That's good. Yeah, Look, I, at, I at, at first I was at first I was offended that you said my final thoughts not a final thought. But then I you pulled. No, no, you pulled it around, Pat. And at uh, the best show for putting this guy through, and you know, I, I, you know, it was it was really moving this week seeing it was at least three hundred tweets and Facebook things. It was all these people coming up being like, "Oh God!" And I'm sure half of these people were tortured by the actual calls. But now, in hindsight, we miss this guy. Yeah, you miss him. I miss him. Yeah. Anything, Mike? Well, like I said, I'm I'm holding out hope. You know, I may be in a minority here, but uh, until I see an obituary, you might uh, fall the masses. You know, right, if I see go. that seven one eight flash up there, mm-hmm. what if he just came I'm through masses through, with huh? a snowboard? Like I'm going to put him through a huge, yeah. a huge. You know, the door opens, place floods with snow. 
Mike's doing masses Bayonne rules on this. Yeah. Now what's what? still, you're you're online or in a, in an obituary in the Jersey Journal. <laughs> I say Avalanche Bob rest in peace. God bless the weirdos. You got a weirdo in your life. You you see a you know a weirdo making stuff that is left to center, whatever you want to call it. You celebrate it. You support it. You cheer them on. Enjoy it. And you want to be weird? You feel like you're in your life and you want to be weirder than you are right now? Go be weird. What are you waiting for? That's what I say. Live your life like Avalanche Bob. Thank you, Owen. Now, what should we play on the... I'm going to play the final call, and then we will play his music, a song by him. What should, what should we play? Owen, do you have a favorite from the album? A favorite from the album? Um, let me think here. Probably... Uh, Punk in the Snow. Punk in the Snow is pretty good. Uh, Eternity. Oh, yeah, Eternity is pretty, that's a good one. Well, let's go out on that. We'll play the final call, and then we'll play Eternity from Avalanche Bob. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to Owen Klein for coming down, and to Pat and Jason for working on the pulling the clips. And thanks to AP Mike. And thanks to Earwolf for their generosity. And I appreciate it. And thank you, Devin. For your uh, your talent and time, and now let's listen to Eternity by Avalon. No, what should we? We'll play the final clip first. Then we'll play Eternity. Then then that's it. And thanks everybody for listening. And we will talk to you next week. Final call. Where is it? Final call. Here we go. We got the snowboard. I'm board music, all American music, snowboard music, all American music. We got the music, we got the snowboard, yeah. Oh, rap was nice to have around, but now rap is starting to get me down. I think it's time we got a new dance. Okay, a lot of we got the music, we got the snowboard, we got the music, we got the snowboard, we got the music, we got the snowboard, snowboard music, all American music, snowboard music, all American music, all board music, all American music, wow, yeah, it's so nice to have a new sound, yeah, there's a new sound you want to kick around, there's a sound that's going to sweep the USA, we got the music, we got the snowboard, we got the music, we got the super brothers. Yeah, but not the lady, you're the rocker, little punk, and then the bucket punk, yeah, rocker, nigga, punk, yeah, rocker, nigga, rocker, nigga, rocker, nigga, rocker, nigga, rocker, you're the rocker, nigga, 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 Thanks, guys, for everything you've done. Uh, did you like that song? Yeah, sure did. Great. Okay, there's a lot more coming. There's been, uh, a couple of albums coming. I hope to get a new Christmas album next year. And I'm doing what God told me to do. That's all, you know? That's, that's all it. we can do. That's all we can do. That's all. Amen, brother. So uh, I take the bows and rock with the man, you know? Yeah. Well, we take appreciate the I'm doing it. I'm doing it to inspire people, man, and show them that, you know, I don't think that the word today, I think there should be a new word, old, young, older. Older is really not the word for today. There's young older, maybe there's old older, the young older to take care of the old older. In fact, that's in one of my uh, Broadway musicals. I got an idea, Super Border from Hell. 
But, uh, I mean, there's no water from hell. But, uh, Pat, thanks for, um, who, this is Pat, right? Yeah, it's Pat and Mike. Yeah, guys. You're only... Uh, uh, maybe I'll call Tom next week and you got happy Halloween. Uh, there we go. Cheers to you, buddy. Thank you.